0: Hey there, Valley 101 listeners. This is producer Thomas France.
1: And Amanda Luberto. And Kaylee Monahan.
0: We're off this week, but we didn't want to leave you empty-handed. So we're re-wrapping a special holiday episode from last year.
1: I wouldn't say we're re-gifting you all an episode, because much like the story, it's special each year and totally deserves another listen.
0: And it's only fair we pass the mic to the producer of the episode. Take it away, Kaylee.
1: Thanks, guys. Today's story answers a question that we've heard many people, including myself, ask over the years. How long does it take to put up and then take down zoo lights? It's not a simple feat by any means. Let's get the holiday magic started. It's that time of year again, when the temperature dips just a little below comfortable. And the air smells like cinnamon and pine forests. And familiar sounds tickle our ears. And what's that? That light, right up ahead. Why, it's Mama Bear and her cubs. And they're all lit up for the holidays. In fact, there are lights sparkling and shimmering everywhere which can only mean one thing. This must be zoo Lights.
0: This is actually our 30th anniversary.
1: That's Justin Davis, the zoo Lights supervisor.
0: When I was a kid, I always said that I was going to work at the zoo. That was just my thing, eight, nine years old.
1: He never thought he'd get a job at the Phoenix Zoo as the head of ZooLights however but it turned out to be a great fit for Davis who's been working with ZooLights for close to 10 years curating more than 3 million lights Davis and his team are always looking for new inspired ways to bring the zoo to life at night From animated 2D creatures to 3D sculptures and the towering trees with thousands of bright bulbs, ZooLights continues to ignite good cheer and fun every holiday season. What started off with just those simple 2D incandescent displays scattered throughout the zoo is now a fantastical jungle of LEDs of every color, shape, and size. This year, there are more lantern lights. These are the big animal structures made with steel frames and then a skin gets pulled over the top and they glow from the inside.
0: We also have these art illuminated boxes by an artist named Russ Ronett, and it's a cool new element that we added to it this year.
1: And the drive through Zoo Lights is back on select nights. But as an avid Zoo Lights patron, I had to ask about the rumor I've heard over the years. Does it really take six months to put up and another six months to take down all the lights?
0: We start June 1st.
1: Could be blazing hot.
0: <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah, we start in the middle of the summer and go all the way through. We try to be done by Halloween. We usually have some, some I's to dot, T's to cross by Halloween, but for the most part, it'll, it'll all be done.
1: Davis says ZooLights is split into four seasons. The install, the maintenance, the teardown, and then the repair.
0: So everything you see at the zoo is built in-house. So uh, it's a crew of five of us, and we'll get together and we put our brains together and we think about what do we want to build, what do we want to do this year, and then we just have it happen. The 2Ds, um, we essentially we project images onto the ground and we'll trace them. And then just bend or like bend the metal over the what it looks like, and then the 3D's just kind of come from our brain, and we just we'll use just black and white just pictures we printed off the internet and try to use those to get the best representation of the animal.
1: Aside from the animalistic lights, the illuminated trees are a sight worthy of Santa's Wonderland. For the massive arboreal displays. The ZooLights team needs to use a big lift to decorate the highest branches. You have some pretty tall trees here. Like, what's the highest one you have to get up to? Uh,
0: About 95 feet, give or take 90, 95 feet.
1: I'm guessing that's not a saguaro cactus.
0: No, 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 (laughs) it is not. It's a it's a giant eucalyptus.
1: While patrons enjoy the seasonally event, I had to ask, What about the animals? How do they react to all the lights, noises, and smells? For answers, I turn to Drew Foster, one of the animal curators at the Phoenix Zoo.
2: So I've been at the Phoenix Zoo for 10 years as animal curator um, on the birds, ectotherms, that's all of typically what people refer to as cold-blooded animals, uh, including fish, insects, invertebrates, reptiles, amphibians, the equine farm areas and then our ambassador animal area
1: when i asked him how zoo lights affects the animals he said it depends
2: so there are animals that are more sensitive that we keep those areas closed off while we're open for zoo lights areas like uh, walk through bird aviaries many of our larger mammals have access to night houses so i'm thinking of things like the giraffe we're standing in front of the savanna, um, which do have night houses and they're brought in and they're away from that sight and sound. Uh, but then there are other animals that remain on exhibit, um, things like our Komodo dragon. We have one Komodo dragon outdoors who is brought indoors overnight. We have another Komodo dragon that is visible while she is on exhibit indoors. She remains on exhibit. But we monitor her behavior, and behaviorally, she seems fine.
1: But what if night houses aren't enough to shield them from all the excitement? Foster says the animal care teams carefully monitor all the zoo residents for signs of distress.
2: So, I mean, if an animal is disturbed, it's going to give us signs. Behaviorally, it's going to be off. It may, you know, not have as much of an appetite. It will go off food or just acts groggy, sleepy. Um, Think about when you stay up late at night. Um, And we're not seeing any of that. Animals are acting normal. Now, again, we do keep areas closed for those more sensitive animals. And I think of birds. Um, You know, we keep tropical flights closed. We want to keep them a little bit more protected from that noise since at night birds tend to go to roost and want to go to sleep.
1: Right, right. Well, I do too. (laughs) Me
2: too. As
1: for the installation and takedown process, the animals might be curious, but most are pretty chill. Justin Davis says they've seen it all before.
0: One of the cool things is because when we do our install, because of uh, when we start in the summer, we like to work late night so we're not in the direct heat for too long. Well, some of the animals uh, get put into their nighthouses or their barns and other ones get to stay out. Uh, one in particular that sticks out to me is we have our African uh, white rhino, uh, Howard or Howie, and he gets very active at around five, six o'clock. So most people don't get to see that, but he get, he'll eat and he gets the zoomies like a dog and then he just passes out.
1: I think we all'd like to see rhino zoomies. But I had one more burning question before I could leave the zoo. Oh, I did think of the one last question I have. For me, it's a little controversial with my friends. But the Dancing Trees mm-hmm. uh, installation, the music changed. What? I feel like from Carol DeBell's to whatever it is. Is it five years ago?
0: Well, we actually try to switch it up every year. okay. So there's, and then last year we only had one show. And then this year we have... I'd have to look. I know we we throw in one Trans Siberian Orchestra song for the you know the giddy up of it, and then there's another one that's it's a little bit slower. But we do try to switch the song every year to to make sure that the show stays fresh.
1: Well, taking off my journalist hat and putting on my hat, uh,
0: personal hat, uh, Carol the bells. I think is your best one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was But you were you guessed that right. in the fact I think that was about five years ago. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: That was a good one.
2: And so there you have it.
1: It's a Christmas miracle that starts every summer. Justin Davis and his team work through the blazing Arizona summers to ensure that all of Phoenix has a sparkly holiday season. And as I made my way to the zoo exit, a handful of peak residents stopped me to say something. Flamingo is a bit rough, but I think they said, come visit us at Zoolights. Thanks Valley 101 listeners for listening to this archived episode. We'll be back in the new year with a brand new episode and many more stories to tell. Remember, if you have a question about Metro Phoenix or beyond, let us know. Send your questions to valley101.azcentral.com. Thanks for listening and happy holidays.